Welcome all the listeners to another episode of Trials and Meditations. Trials and Meditations. It's your boy Red Dragon. Just inviting my people in. So let the stories begin. Let the stories begin. I'm only talking about the first when I'm talking my favorite gen. It's time to reminisce with two of my favorite men. Whether you're saying two or whether you're saying Tim, make sure you say it here with two of my brothers, Kim. Kim Wa, Kim Ness, other Bedaini guests. No matter where the convo goes, never finesse. Rituals was our gathering place. Escaping the battle of this world, chanting, that's why we called it a space embrace. This is a one of a kind podcast. Kings and chiefs speaking, I'ma call it a God cast. This is a movement. I'm glad that you're tuned in. First generation of family reunion. I'm all in on this reminiscing affair. And every word that I speak is like a fist in the air. Simple kick in the snare is all I need for my comrades. Time to lift off. Better get on your launch pads. It's savage and fast. Very far from average cats. Every memory is an actual fact. I ain't going to bar you to death. But I say it with my heart and my chest. I say recessing every part of my breath. S. Call it meditation and trials. I'm talking from state to state. This dedication for miles. Meanwhile, it's a celebration of all of us. No matter where we go, we'll never forget the cause of us. Round of applause necessary. Mind and body grow, but the spirit is legendary. Minnesota, North Carolina, the home of the host. And if you leave it up to them, they'll be doing the most. And everybody that comes on, I listen to every word, because it's probably a story that I never heard. Observe as I paint pictures. Evaluate the scriptures. Translated by mortal men who got it twisted what if egyptians never existed first generation would never be a tradition my tree of life grew from the concrete some of us didn't make it that forever haunts me tribes of ashanti lost in the atlantic maduna tear visions i'm wishing for ancient Kemet. present day living ain't a gift at all so many slip and fall can't predict the corona with several crystal balls evolution of man tell me we got through it cooler heads prevail while i'm spitting hot fluid energized by daily reminders to Breathe easy, out left, and right bondage. Let's bring it back to brother Farouk and brother Damon. Guarantee they'll be debating about some bacon every show. It might sound ridiculous, but these brothers about to take flight like Icarus. They're elevating the mind, refined and shine, divine dialogue, meditation and trials, moving the timeline along. The point of view with a guest is very important. Just remember you're being recorded. I get through my trials. Yeah. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Trials and Meditations, Conversation of the First Generation, Y2K. I am your co-host, Damon S. Trent, and the S stands for Savage. And this is the Better Kim, a.k.a. Well, no. I'm Kim Ness, a.k.a. the Better Kim, reporting live from the backwoods of North Carolina. Yo, bro, it's been so long. We done forgot how, how this thing goes, huh? I, I hear you. I'm I on. know. We was we was off for the summer, you know what I'm saying? But I just wanna, you know, welcome you back here. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to you. Is it snowing out there yet? Nah, B, it ain't snowing. It was like actually like 90 degrees today, bro. It was actually oh, 90, 90 degrees today. And you know what I'm saying? We just uh, trying to live our best life, you know? Um, so how's yeah, things over there? You're out there in the, in the tundra. I'm in the tundra. It's about to snow. Probably like uh, in the next week or so, it'll it'll be snowing out here. But what's going on with you? How how was your summer, bro? Uh, summer was good. Uh, I let my daughter go to New York for about a month. It was about a month and a half, so I got a little bit of a break. You know what I mean? All the 
parentingly duties, so I got to relax a little bit. I ain't take no real vacation yet, uh, so I might do that in a couple of months or something like that. But oh, uh, on a couple you know, of I'm chilling, you know, living. You just chilling. You just chilling. Any 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 big news? Any any marriages? Nah. Child, well, I'm about nothing? to have another baby. About to get the. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> you gonna have me curse on this show? Never. Never. <laughs> we done. Y'all done? Y'all done? All right, I'm listening I'm to you. I'm done. Right. <laughs> All right, but uh, so do I dare, do I dare uh, even uh, say is anything changed on the home front? No? Everything is all good. Everything, Everything is, all, is good. all good. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. We, in the, we live in the life. Just living your best life. Living my best life. No no counting on Chemnest this week? Or? Okay, we got to count on Chemnest. So this is a part of the show. It's sponsored by the brothers over at Create Safe. Today's tip of the day is a short one. A now, short I want one. you to think about this one. Now, you're going to have to really think about this one. I'm thinking. The tip of today is use your brain. That, that, that's that's, how that's it. That's it. That's, that's the whole tip right there. Just, just use, use your brain. Your, use your brain. That's it. Use you know, your brain is there for a purpose. So he just said think, is think, people. Just think about it. You understand? <laughs> think about it for a second. But, uh. For a minute or two, just for a minute or two, give you give yourself some thoughts over there. But um, so let's uh, let's get into it today. You know, we uh, we took all, all summer off. You know, there was a lot going on in summer, but uh, as this is Got the to regroup, refocus, I had to refocus and get back to it. I had to get back to 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 the original rules. This is going to be a great show for us today. On the we show, we have on the show today. It's going to be bananas, and and uh, I just want to let you know. Did you hear what I said? It's going to be bananas. 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 It's gonna be bananas. We have us with us on the show. That this is if you I cannot believe me or y'all can believe me. Either way is fine. But this is like if you think about what I'm saying is the actual factual. She is the first little sister of first generation. Right? First? The first. The first of the first little sister of first generation. I mean she started it all. I don't know how that worked, but uh, she's my little sister, uh, for sure, without question. Uh, we got with us on the show, Bay Air Claycorn. Let's give her a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Now you got to bring out the whole government. No, no, no. No, see, I was going to let you do it. I was going to let you do it, see? You going to let me do it? I'm going to let you do okay. it. I'm not, I ain't going to put all your business out there, right? I mean, you know, if, if you're going to put it, I mean, you know, we know the audience, so you know. No, no, it we is just, what it is. It is, it is what it is. So, all right, so we put it out there. Be at a cool, amen, cool, clay corn. We put it out there for you. If that's how we're gonna do it, absolutely. How you doing today? I'm good. You good? I'm tired, but I'm good. It's, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a minute uh, since I. I mean, you know, parenting is real. So parenting real. is real. You know, I, I think about. So today's show, I can guarantee you this. We're going to be all over the place. All right? So we're going to okay. start wherever I just feel like starting. And so we're going to start right here okay. with, with the last time that I remember uh, having like a good, like a like a serious, great one-on-one -on -one conversation with Bay Air. Right? Okay. And that was at uh, Orisa's graduation when she graduated high school. That was that was a heavy conversation. That was, that was a heavy conversation, and 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 in that conversation, right? We we probably talked about everything. We not and we're not gonna go over the details of what we talked about, but 
I just want to put okay. this into perspective for you for, for a minute, right? Okay. That was probably the first time that we had spoken as adults. Yes. After Omar. Right? Yes. Like because you know, we, we still out. always interacted after that, but now that you know, you was living your life and I was living my life, we kinda came back together and I tell you fast, it was one of the greatest conversations I, I've ever had in my life, right? It was uh it was all over the place. It was a lot of it was a lot of crying. A, a lot yeah. of laughing and stuff like that and stuff. So so I, I appreciate you more than you know, baby. All right. So let's talk about um, what you've been doing with yourself since uh, these last couple of years. You said uh, parenting is hard. How many kids you got over there? A single child. Hard. She said it was real. She said it was real? <laughs> this is it's real. Now, my daughter is like the best. You know what I mean? Like everything else is the stressor. She's good money. She's a great kid. You know, she does well in school. I don't got to talk much. She's definitely... Uh, a member of my family. Okay, you know I mean? like, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because there's a. <laughs> hold on, before we jump for a second. So, Amira is her name, yes or no? Yeah. Yes, Amira. And how old is she? Just so we could let the listening audience know. Um, Amira is 13 now. She is a teenager. So, so I saw this online. Somebody they were calling a meanager, and so is she a meanager? No, nah, I don't got one of those. You don't got one of, I don't those. Got one of those. Great, great, no. great. That's good. Now, not yet. I, she is I, only 13. I, I'm hoping that it doesn't happen. She and I have a good relationship. You know what I mean? I think her temperament is very much so in alignment with... So I always say my mother had two kinds of children. She had me and, a, and a Ramasa and my brother and Arisa. Amira <laughs> aligns with... Amira aligns with... She aligns with more me and Rom. Okay. You know what I mean? So okay. I don't really think I'll have too much problems with that because she she's not really, she's a very laid back, speak once, I hear you, I get it, it's done kind of kid. You know what I mean? She doesn't color outside the boxes too much. And I think also, I mean, I'm older, but my generation is like right behind hers in terms of where they're at right now you know what i mean right. so i think she's there's a i mean granted i'm her mother so there's always going to be lines she's gonna lie to me she's gonna do whatever she's gonna do at a teenager we all did it i'm not really too and i probably shouldn't say this but i'm not really too concerned you know what i mean That's she's what's up. gonna go through it you know what? it's funny this was hilarious my kids right and i gotta say this low so they don't hear me say this right they be lying about stupid <laughs> shit, right? It'd be so stupid, right? And I'd be wanting <laughs> to tell them, like, look, that's not what you do. This is how you do it. But how can I tell them as their father? I'm supposed to reprimand them. You know what I'm saying? For lying. No, see, I'm not that I'm not that mother. You know I'd that... be like, what are you doing? If you're going to lie, then lie and be like, I'll tell them. You know what I mean? Because my thing is, don't get caught. Don't be stupid. Don't get caught. Because if you're going to do it, do it right. Because if you're doing it with me, you're going to do it out there. And the consequences out there is way for, worse. Way worse. Way worse. So, so you you talked about two sets of kids, and just you know, so we could kind of give our older listeners a, a a little familiar with who you are. Tell us who your parents were, or are. My and, uh, mother is Shechem Shamut, which is what most people from the beginning will 
remember her name to be. Right, right. Oh, and a- AKA Maxine Claycorn. AKA question. Maxine Claycorn. And my father's comedic name was uh, Niamakoon. Tiffany Niamakoon. AKA Rodney. Rodney Claycorn. Yep. Right. So this is this is hilarious, uh, Bayer. This is this is hilarious. So if you don't know, you just don't know, right? And so Bayer's grandmother was who's your grandmother? Bayer? Your father? Evelyn. No, your Evelyn Clayborn's so, my grandmother. Well, what do we call her? We call the grandmother Clayborn. Yes or yes? Yeah, grandmother. Yeah, grandmother Clayborn. Right. So. <laughs> Mother Clayborn, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when Layla was born, mm-hmm. I was talking to your mother one day, <laughs> and I was just sitting there. I was like, "Yeah, you know what? Um, your grandmother Clayborn." <laughs> and she looked at me like like she wanted to just chop chop my head off. Mm-hmm. But then she thought about it, like, "Yeah, I am grandmother Clayborn now." Or whatever. Now, uh, speaking of Layla, do you talk to Layla? I do not speak to Lady Let Off, no. I spoke to her sometime, I think, during COVID. I reached out. Yeah, I don't, I don't talk to her as much often as I would like. I talk to her I, about know, once a year. It's, it's, that's, that's also, a, yeah, no. Well, I'll just leave it there. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes. You know, she's doing her thing. She, she's a lot older now. Uh, Layla is yeah, actually. Yeah, and it, it was, I think, you know, in terms of that, I think for me, being my brother's oldest sister, um, you know, that situation was really rough. And I wish that she and I were closer, huh? I said it was. It's not even it was. It it is. Like, I don't know about you. No, I'm saying it was. I'm saying it was rough, and it's the reason why things are the way they are now. You know what I mean? And I wish that I would have had a better sense of the situation and done better as her aunt and that we were closer. But I also never wanted to make it hard for them to move on. You know what I mean? So here's the thing, right? You know, and that was, that was tough for me because I didn't want to do that. And it was hard for me to not be that because my brother and I were so close so I think that really did. I should have handled it maybe better. You know what I mean? But I didn't. I didn't have the tools. You know, I was still really young. I don't think. I don't think any of us had the tools, right? If and if you think about it, I was a lot older than you were, right? At the time, and I, mm-hmm. I don't think that I processed it. Processed it well. I don't think I, I process it well now, right? I, like it's been twenty five years. Mm-hmm. And it's still, it's like fresh in my mind still. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like it still hurts. This, I don't know how to explain it, but what I'm suggesting to you is that I don't want you to beat yourself up too too bad, right? Because we were all young trying to navigate through something that we had never been through before, really. Right? Yeah, I just, you know, in my heart of hearts, I just wish it, it was better. And I hope, you know, in the future that, she and I are able to, um, you know, find find our own space eventually. Listen, I'm, I'm sure you will. You know, she's a, she's a great kid. She's got a lot of her father in her. Um, she looks, she looks just, just like him. Like I was like, like, yo. <laughs> so, you know, Edwin died, right? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, man. You, uh, yeah, this is. So I went to the funeral. 
You know oh, what I mean? Oh, wow. That, it is what that's it is. dope. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't going to happen and I wasn't going to go, you know? Right. So I go up to the Bronx. I take a mirror with me. We go up to the Bronx. And we're like, who are these people? I'm like, that's your, <laughs> that's your uncle, basically. <laughs> that's your uncle. He's like, who are these Puerto Rican people? My daughter was totally confused, right? Right. Um, but hold on, though, but just say it again so the people know that these Puerto Rican people, they were really Puerto Rican people. Now, now you can get... No, 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 they're really Puerto Rican. Like, really Puerto Rican, like, really Puerto like, Rican, like with the flag and everything, like, yes. Straight up, not mixed Puerto Rican, 100% from the island of Puerto Rico. So we go up or whatever. Right, you go up or whatever. And I haven't seen Lisa, oh, which wow. is my brother's other sister, in years, you know? I hop out that car. I'm like, hey, Lisa. I was like, yo, yo, Layla Monique Garcia is literally all my brother. Like, Donna doesn't exist in that space. You understand right. what I'm saying? She is literally the spitting image of my brother's side. Literally. And my brother. So, so I how? Was like, God. You was like, God, did, did, you, did, you, did you get tears? I saw Lisa. With, with, yeah, and they look just alike. Oh, wow. They, her and Layla, like, spitting, you know what I mean? Like, Layla could be her child instead of her child being her child. Like, that's how oh, wow. much they resemble. That's dope. So, yeah, so, so you saw Uncle Louie then? I keep in touch with Uncle Louie all the time. Once a year, twice a year, you know, I'll do a pop-in or a show-up or whatever. Yeah, I speak to him all the time. This shit is crazy because... So well, I, mean, be- I say all the time. I speak to him often. We keep in t- we keep in touch. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. So this is like I said earlier. You were, I, I feel like we're just having our own personal conversation, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and that's okay, right? Whatever, whoever wants to join the conversation, they surely can. But so because you were the first little sister, right? Uh, <laughs> you kind of grew up with us. Yes. Or yes? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, not kind of. And, and so um, it's funny because Orisa said this to me once. And, and when she said it, I was kind of offended. But I had to think about and, and hear the truth of what she was saying. Right? Okay. She she told me one time, and, and I might cut this part out, but she was like, she didn't really know her brother. She didn't. And, and she didn't, right? And so that's that's the truth of that I had to... Okay face I was like you you're right you you really didn't but I digress right however you didn't you, I mean you have to remember when it happened me and Reese and Rom have a huge gap so I was 16 Reese was eight and at that point he never lived in the house with us right so he was already out of the house by the time I was eight nine years old there's a picture on my um Facebook page of my eighth birthday party and he's sitting there on the couch that we had. And I have like my face all in his mouth and like I'm all climbed on him. And he's like, oh, get this kid off me, right? No, he... That was the last time he lived in that. He, he didn't even live in the house with us at that point. Listen, you see what I'm listen. saying? So he was never. Arisa's whole life, she oh. never lived with him. She saw him on occasion when he would come to get us and we would go up to Parkchester. She saw him. You know what I mean? She knew who he was. But she didn't really know him. She didn't really know. And, and you know, like I said. I, At all. That was something that I had to come to to deal with the truth of it. Because it's mm-hmm. unbelievable to me because I've been around them so, so much. 
and, and, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I mean, you guys, like, so, you, you know, mm -hmm. you know how close we are. But anyway, what I was trying to say is because you grew up with us, you knew what it was like going to visit Omari's grandmother. Right? Oh, what? She was, she was, she was oh, the no, best. Yes. She, she was, she was the best. Uh, and like, and like we said earlier, she was super Puerto Rican, like this little short Puerto Rican lady. She didn't speak English. She didn't speak good English, right? All right. <laughs> Which meant that 90% of the time she wasn't speaking English at all. But she could cook like nobody's business. She was the sweetest lady. Oh my she goodness! She was the sweetest lady. I, this I, when she passed, I was really again. I was upset that I wasn't able to like see her later on. You know what I mean? Like as I got older and as he passed, it was just it was important to me to because my brother and I was so close to kind of be somewhat of a surrogate. You know what I mean? And and kind of still honor who he was. Right. And so when. The Puerto Rico, like after he died, a lot changed. And I was still young and going through my own grieving and whole situation. But, you know, when she moved to Puerto Rico and I didn't get to see her anymore, that was rough, you know? But I got it. I understood what that was. So, and then when she passed, that was even worse because I felt like I should have been there. You know what I mean? No, I'm listening to you. Probably didn't matter to her, probably never, but it mattered to me as his sister. I took that very seriously. I always took being his sister seriously. Like, to me, you know, everybody else could have died, but as long as he and I was still alive, I was good. You know what I mean? Like, it just was what it was. And so when you call me the little sister, or like, y'all tell me these stories, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, because that was kind of just how close we were. You know what I mean? Facts, like, Yeah. I don't know that this was a good idea now that I'm thinking about it, right? <laughs> because, uh, you know, his birthday is this past Monday, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, sometimes on his birthday, um, I'm down, you know. Mm -hmm. and, you know, this was a better year for, for me, you know. I don't know. I think it was like his, I think it was his 40th. So at one point I would go out like every year, every other year to the cemetery to see, you know, to visit his grave, put wow. flowers, visit him, visit my father. Um, that kind of became like my version of therapy. And in my head, I started to, I guess, think to myself, like, this is me going to see them. That's dope. And so I think it was his 40th birthday and um, Auntie Lydia came in from Puerto Rico and wow. I was by Uncle Louis. And they wanted to go out. It was the first time they had been out since he died. Right? And I said, what you mean? Y'all never been out here to hold it? And he was like, no. Probably was like, I couldn't do it. Until it was like, mm, couldn't do it either. Mm -hmm. It was the first time I was ever able to go and not cry. Oh, wow. And I didn't break down. And I didn't like, you know what I mean? And I was kind of okay. And that was, the fact that that was the first time I was like, wow, I was grieving that whole damn time. <laughs> that whole time I was grieving. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I've but, only been out there once. I've been I've been out there numerous times. I haven't been a lot since I moved to Jersey because it's just a lot further and I don't have my car anymore. But before, yeah, when I was in the city, when I was in Brooklyn, I went quite, quite often. Um... But it was the first time I was able to 
like I said, see him on his birthday and like be okay and still find some bit of, I don't know, joy, just, you know what I mean? Smile and be happy and know that, like, I know how my brother was, you know what I mean? There was only but so much crying he would ever do. I don't know if I ever told you the story. When my, when my dad died, I right. couldn't stop crying. I could, I could not stop crying. Every day I was crying, 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 crying. And so, you know, adults were adulting at that point. You know, my mother had to be going through, I, I'm presuming, right? Because I'm still a kid, so I don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, but, you know, I'm assuming my mother's going through her own thing. And so I'm in the house and I'm crying and crying and crying again. And I'm telling him, like, I miss him. I miss my dad. I'm, you know, a kid, I don't, I understand what's going on and that he's gone. Right. Because it was a long process. You know what I mean? But it still didn't make sense to me. Like, I couldn't rationalize it to the point where it, I wasn't going to cry about it. You know what I mean? And so I must have been crying a long time. And my brother sat me down. He said, look, you can't cry for forever. Your father ain't gonna want you to cry for forever. So you remember, you know what I mean? The good things, you hold on to those memories as tight as you can and you find joy in them and you move on. But you'll, he'll never leave you. You'll have those memories till the day you die. That was the only talk that anybody ever gave me during that time. Oh, wow. Right? How, how old were you? I'm like eight years, seven, seven eight years old. And so fast forward and my brother died, you know what I mean? Like it was a hard transition, but on that 40th birthday, you know, that one conversation when I was eight years old was the thing that I replayed in my mind over and over and over again. You know what I mean? And I know my brother wouldn't have wanted me to cry or to stop going or to not be the best because I know what he poured into me. You know what I mean? I know what being his little sister meant to him. And so for that, I knew that I couldn't kind of like this is a over some a fucked up way to put it, I guess, but I couldn't I couldn't fucking be lame. Like you can't do this. You know what I mean? You, I would be dishonoring his legacy and I wasn't gonna do that either. You know what I mean? Because he'd have punched me in my face. That's just who he was. <laughs> I'd have got knocked out. So I had to, you know, find my way through all of the pain, all of the hurt to being grateful for having him being grateful for him being such a great big brother to me. You know what I mean? All the things that he did over the years, all the ways that he showed up for me, all the ways that he, you know, poured it into and made sure that I had what I needed. Hell, I even, I used to tell my ex-boyfriend in college, I was like, if my brother was here, you would definitely be somebody he would have chosen. Oh, wow. Hands down. Hands down. Him and my brother were born. So my ex-boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend's birthday was September 9th and we all know when my brother's birthday was. So their mannerisms were like exactly the same. It was weird. <laughs> and then like, I can only say that now as an adult looking back on it, because I didn't think about it in the moment. Right. But you know, I guess it had some Freudian bullshit my mind was going through, but he was, they were very similar. You know what I mean? And, but that got me through. And it was the same kind of, it was a weird kind of continuation of 
who my brother was, although they weren't the same person, but their essence was very similar. And I think that too helped me a lot to get over it. You know what I mean? That's what's up. That's uh that's dope. You know your father though. We we we're talking a lot about your brother, but your dad Mm-hmm. He was a really good guy too. Right? Like Yes. Like uh So your father was Omari's a tef, right? And so, like, mm-hmm. like that's how, you know, the, the original first-generation people, that's how we identify, because most of us had a tefs, if, if I'm making sense, right? Like, mm-hmm. not, not a lot of our fathers were a part of the society. It was mostly our mothers, and so, mm-hmm. you know, our stepfathers were their tefs, right? right? I said all of that to say that that your dad, I I don't know, because I I never talked to him about it. And Mudon knew said that you generally take great parents for gen- for granted, right? But your dad, yeah. uh, I believe that he loved the, us like we were really his kids, uh, and, and you know we spent quite a bit of time with him, and you know he was. I do remember quite a few spankings from him. However, uh, <laughs> I, I think he's still he's still on the top floor. Him. On the top floor, he was. Uh, yeah, that top floor was interesting, boy. Yeah, that was uh, that was when they was at Brevoort. But mm-hmm. but your dad used to do this thing though. I, I don't I can't remember the guy's name, but and, and I hope that you can remember this. He used to do like a. a like when they used to do plays for the society and stuff. The plays, exactly. And he would dress up like a like a. Oh man, I can't think of this guy's name. The, yeah. He used to have the the, the pillow in it. In he his had shirt. the pillow in his shirt, right? And he was like a a bum or something. He was acting your, like your mom, your mom knows what what the your mom knows. I'm gonna ask her. I'm gonna ask her because I, I used to always like that. I used to actually that was I thought that was pretty dope. And he and I thought he he did a great job. And as it turns out, uh, acting is in his family. Yes. yes, that's what. Well, that was his thing. That was his know? thing. He was an actor. He did Shakespeare in the Park. He did. Get he out was of an here. agent too. So he was an agent. So he he worked as an actor, but he was also an agent with this guy in um, the city. So they did the casting for um, Good Times back in the day. Wow. They did uh, a couple of other shows that were kind of like really prominent. That's that's dope. Um, back in the day, let's, let's, let's. my uncle was in the Warriors movies because of him. You know what I mean? Like so, your uncle was in which movie? The Warriors. Warriors, yeah. Remember that movie? <laughs> from like the yeah, yeah. I just watched that the other day. Literally, literally. So my uncle was in that because of you know my dad or whatever, and you know my father was my my grandmother had seven children. So my father was the oldest of Ooh. all of the children. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think a lot of what she saw was just that older sibling kind of thing. And so she kind of had to really go out and get it early on from what I know. No, that's, that's and, dope. and acting was kind of just the thing that he got into. And so he did a lot of stuff, you know what I mean? Before I was born. He was an interesting individual. <laughs> I mean, as I got older, I learned a lot more. Um, things that I 
was shocked at but you know at the end of the day you look as you get older you learn your parents are human beings and they're not perfect like him that says we are they just trying to make it just like we was just trying to make it now right just get out make it through so let me tell you this about your dad right so when we were living at 1355 and 1369 right they were all in the same yard i just gotta i'm trying to give you guys a picture of how it used to be right so they were two separate houses, but just in the same yard, right? Mm-hmm. And so Bayer's family lived at 1369, and my family lived at 1355. So uh, my mom was notorious for forgetting her key to the house. <laughs> so she would forget her key to the house, come ring the bell at 1369, and a Tiffany on would climb up like this back shed up like the bathroom and climb open the bathroom window climb down and then go and open the door and let us in right my mother had done, I mean my mother had forgotten her keys at least let's just say four times and I watched mm-hmm. the Tiffany and McComb do that four times right there's one time <laughs> it's going go ahead so there's one time we were in the yard just playing amongst the kids right Mm-hmm. And a certain young lady decided that she was going to lock the doors to 1355. So we couldn't get back into 1355, right? So I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to just do the thing <laughs> that a Tiffany McCool showed me how to do it. And I'm going to climb up there and I'm going to open the bathroom window. I'm going to climb down. And I'm going to open the doors. And I do it. I open the doors. I'm super excited. I'm like, yes. And the Shekin Maria was working at Bunk's Way over at 1369. Bunk's He was working at Bunk's Way, and he came over. He said, did you just climb up the thing? I was like, yeah, I climbed up the thing, yo. I was excited. I climbed up the thing. <laughs> I opened the window, and I had to open the door so I could get in the house. He was like, brother, you know you're not supposed to. And he took me over there and gave me a spanking. Right? I was just about to say, you got to beat him. I got to beat Like, what the fuck? Right? He's like, and then when your mother comes home, I'm going to tell her what happened. (laughs) Then when my mother came home, I got another beating. I was like, yo, I'm getting another beating for the thing I did that I got a beating for? And she was like, yup. And when your Tef comes home, I said, So I blame a Tiffany and McCool. I know, what, I know what it is already. Just go ahead and do it. Just go ahead, man. By that time, I was all beaten out. But I blame you a Tef for, for giving me three beatings in one day. That was, a, <laughs> that, was a, that was a pretty horrifying day. But this is some crazy shit, too. But yeah, this happened one time, right? Uh, me and Jamil was watching this movie, right? And so, so Kevin, I don't know if you know who Bayer's aunt is, right? But uh, she's a comedian. Of course, Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live, and we was watching this movie with Busta Rhymes, right? But it got Busta Rhymes is in it, the whole flip mode dudes. And the lady telling the story is this Jamaican lady. That's not really a Jamaican lady, because her name is Ellen Claycorn. I said, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was the first person that we, we knew that was like a star. That was like a star, a bona fide star, getting the check every week. It's funny because back then, I, I mean, I, like, I knew she was on TV, but it didn't really register to me what that meant. I was like, I mean, I guess so. 
I just didn't like that people like came up to her when we were out. I just thought that that was real rude in the way. I was like, oh, that's what you, th- no, I don't want to ever do this. <laughs> I was like, nah, we could pass. No, thank you. My my favorite actually was uh, Joanne Claycorn. That was actually my favorite. And I think she was Who? the one, Joanne Claycorn. Oh, my Aunt Joe. Yeah, your Aunt Joe. She was, she was actually, she was the, she was the youngest of, of all of the seven of them. Yes. Yeah, she's, right. she's the youngest of the, well, the youngest, girl the youngest girl and so i, I think she spent a, a, a lot of time around us and so we got to know her but listen go that's what we're gonna do we're gonna take a quick commercial break okay. we're gonna listen to what our sponsors gotta say and then we're gonna come back and get right to it okay after, after these, these messages, messages hey 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 hey, hey, hey. we'll be right <laughs> let me try to sing my line bro <laughs> we'll right. be back all right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome back. We're still here chopping it up with uh, the first little sister, Bayeri Kuamenkum Clayhorn. Now, Bayer. Uh, That's just my new nickname now. What's your new nickname? The first little sister? The first little sister. I'm, I'm telling you, it's true, really, because uh, I, I was actually there. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, I hope this is not up for debate, but that's really what it was. But, um, Tell us, what does your name mean, Bayeri Kwamenko? Um, the the abbreviated version that I tell myself is she who has come to teach mankind wisdom through reason. She who has come to teach mankind through reason? Mm, who She who has come to teach mankind wisdom through reason. Wisdom through reason. Okay, okay. Um, so, so is that is that an Asel set name? What, Bayeri Kwamenko? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you were born with that name. I, I, I don't she know was, why I thought that was. I keep telling you, she's the first little sister versus... that is her government name. She was born. That is my government name. Right, right, on right, her right. license and everything, right? So Bayer no, doesn't have that switchability. Different. She was. Uh, no, I don't have no switchability. She doesn't have any switchability. She I used is. to tell people my name was Lisa. Get out of here! <laughs> now listen, Emsa said that that was a real thing. And I didn't believe that was a real thing. So you used to tell people your name was Lisa? Yeah, everybody had their alternative non-comedic names. Hell yeah. Now listen, now let me ask you this though, right? So you know how, so it was back in the days you would, if you didn't want to talk to a dude, you would give him the wrong number, right? Would you also give him mm-hmm. the wrong name too? Like, yeah, my name is... All the time. <laughs> All the time. So who I gave you it... your name? I believe it was my father, I if I'm not mistaken. Father. Okay. Yes. That's what's up. Um, so this this happened. This this is what happens in first generation, and I'm talking about the Facebook group, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, the Facebook group, and I always say this all the time, Facebook is not even a real place, right? But yeah, the Facebook mm-hmm. group, and, and this is kind of like the disadvantage for the Facebook group, right? is because they don't know the history of, of all the people in the group, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll see somebody like me in the group, and my name is Damon Trent, and they'll be like, this guy, he don't have a Hetepu name. Even though mm-hmm. I do have a Hetepu name, and most of my friends that's in first generation still call me by my name. Mm-hmm. And I got a song too, but we're gonna talk about that later today. But the point that I'm making is this, right? Because I was on there one time and somebody mentioned this and they was 
But this is what they mentioned. They said, uh, this move was a part of the Amen family? I didn't even remember that, right? And it got me to thinking when this move was a part of the Claycorn family. Do, do you remember that? Uh-huh. Right? So that's what I'm saying, like, the, the history. I just wanted to see if you had a, re- a clear recollection of, of that mm-hmm. uh, of that time of life. And, and also, yeah. you, you know what else was some crazy stuff, too? And I don't think a lot of people uh, in first generation, and maybe I got to reach out to her, too. Uh, but a lot of people don't really know how close Sasu is mm-hmm. to the family. Right? Yeah. Like, like she's, she's a staple, mm-hmm. too, without question. Definitely. definitely. Without question. Without question. Period. I'll, I'll definitely have to give her a big up for that. And, and your mm-hmm. mom is hilarious. Your mom, I think I think I got this from your mom. I don't know. But she'd be always giving people their own name, right? Like, like we'll all call her Sasu. And I'll be talking to your mom. She's like, yeah, I'm in hot team. Yeah. I got that. Right, like Manhattan, right? But that's what's up. So Sasu is definitely. I gotta reach out to her. I talk to her. I didn't. Yeah, she don't call her. She don't call her Sasu at all. <laughs> all right, so so tell me this, Lisa. Right. So yeah. Did you go to this? Did you go to the society school at any point in time? Yeah, you, you were. Did. Who was your teacher? I, uh, Muda was my teacher. Mm. Oh man, you know. Shengsa Ah, Shengsa Okay, okay. Um, who else? You know who else was your teacher? Musa Husfi was your teacher. No, you, I never have. I'm glad you said that because I got it on video. What? Oh, that must have been like <laughs> that was that was. I don't know what year you were born, but this was a 1985 video. You're right. She was because when they were at 22 Brevoort, we was downstairs when they were on the second floor before what you call it lived there. Because didn't they live on your floor, Kim Ness, before Mook Marcus lived there? The Hello? Kokais, they did I live on the Mook second Marcus floor. Used but I didn't, I didn't know that Mook. I might have been before. The, the high second. I might have been before me. Any, anyway, I digress. But listen, though. So you did go to the society school, right? I did. And so then there came a point in time when you went to... You got your furlough, and you went to a. Uh, I, I was free. Yeah. Went to a regular mm-hmm. school, right? Was no, that? I a, went to the collective. You went to the collective. Right. Oh, oh, yeah, the collective, the one that's what we was talking about over there on uh over there over there on the other mm-hmm. side of Eastern Parkway, right? That is. Um. Yeah. So talk about that for a second, because was that a big transition for you? Because I, I don't know to how the, what they to the collective, because I don't know what their classroom size was. No, they were. It was pretty. I mean, it was very similar, was similar. to the hat. Okay, but it just wasn't um, religiously based. You know what I mean? It didn't have the whole Asara set aspect. You know what I mean? You gotcha. could be whatever, but it was still very small. It was still kind of like a community based school. You know what I mean? It was still very much about like. Parent, you know, having control that Afrocentric, having control over your kids' education. You know what I mean? Being able to kind of um dictate. So how how many years did you go to school there? Um, I think two years. Oh, just the two years? I thought it was longer. Yeah, than reason wrong with it long. Got you, got you. Because I knew I knew somebody was there for a while. That's what's up. That's what's up. So. 
So after I that, there maybe two or three years, something like that. But after that, you then went to uh, high school. You went to high school. In, at, uh, at which, what was the ben- name? At a sales set? I mean, Ban- you said Banneker? Okay, good. Yeah, Benjamin Banneker High School. Uh, that that was really like the sales set extension, right? Because all of y'all was over there, right? I, I went to Banneker and everybody else. <laughs> I did not. So, so who did you go to high school with? Huh? Who did you go to high school with? Well, so I went to... So after I left the collective, I went to Banneker. But when I went to Banneker, I graduated... So I'm a year older than most everybody else who flooded in, but I'm also a year ahead. So by the time they came, I was graduating. So when I was a senior, did they start yet? No, I don't think they, no, that's not true. When I was a senior, Tunde started first, I think. Um, Tra came, MSA came. I think Mden ended up coming over there. If I'm not mistaken, um, who else? Kadera, which I, she came later. She wasn't like an original first generation. Kadera ended up going there when I went. So that was really the only person from Asara set who ended up at Banneker with me. But she came to Asara set like later on. And oh, she the- stayed till I went to high school at Banneker and then she went to high school with me at Banneker. The Kadira and Kabira and uh what's, what's the other Yeah one? and Khadija, yeah. Khadija, that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I don't really know them but I, I know who you're talking about. I'm just gonna Right. I'm not even gonna talk about Zach right now. Huh? Huh? You said what? You said what? I said I'm not even gonna talk about Zach right now. This guy. Well listen to what I'm asking you though, baby because you're stupid. <laughs> uh when we were little, this is what your mother did one time. She told us mm-hmm. she said don't eat no meat. Right? Okay. She said, don't be right. eating no meat. And she took some meat. She put it in a big pickle jar. And she just left the jar like wherever. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens to meat that's in a jar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It decomposes, right? Right. And so after, I don't know how many weeks or so, she was like, see? And that's what happens to the meat in your stomach. Mm-hmm. And I guess in her mind, right, that was a deterrent for us to not eat meat, right? Uh huh. It didn't work at all. It didn't. Did it didn't get I'm... close to to working at all, right? Uh, did she do that for you? No. Okay. Do you eat meat? I eat. I don't like. I had in beard. Like I don't eat beef. I don't eat pork. Um, fish mostly. Mostly fish. Chicken. Mm. Okay, so but, you, so you've never eaten pork? Never eaten pork. You've never eaten pork? Not not even my, on an accident. I mean, I have pork juice on my big turkey bacon egg and cheese, <laughs> <laughs> but that's pork about juice. it. So look, 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 let's talk about this. Omari's grandmother used to make these things, right? These like potatoes filled with meat. Yes, Do you I've remember? never had. You never had one of those? I, no. I, I, now listen to what I'm saying, Kevin. Those things were delicious, right? Everything. And delicious. I believe yep. that those things have pork in it, and that's, so that's why I'm saying uh, by I accident because I used to eat uh, those things all the time. Pork. 
You said what? I think it's beef. I don't think it was pork. You think it was beef? I, I'm hope. Let's go. We're gonna go with what you said and say with beef because I would hope that it was beef. Yeah, I would go if that like she used to make these like corn fritter things. Oh my god! And fry them up, and they were just like gooey, doughy. Oh. Oh my gosh, I love that lady's cooking. I, 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 I just I just love that lady. She was the best. This is what I used to do, right? I used to call there. I used to be, <laughs> I used to be like, hello? And she'd answer the phone. Hello? I'm like, yeah, hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello, can I speak to Omari? Oh, you want to speak to Omi? Yes, mm-hmm. can I speak to Omari? Uh, hold on a second. Who's calling? This is Damon. Damon. This is Damon. <laughs> she was like, okay, hold on, Davey. Davey, Davey, hold on a second, Davey. Omi! Davey on the phone for you. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, I said Damon, but okay, thank you. And he used to come to the phone and be like, yo, what up, bro? I mean, we talk about whatever we had to talk about. That lady was just the best, though. She was. It was hilarious because, like, she didn't speak, like, good English or whatever. And so she knew that we had, like, dietary restrictions. And so anytime she would, like, try to feed us or we would go up there and we would be there for, like, a whole weekend or whatever. Facts. She'd be like, Omi, Omi, can they have, can they have, can they have? She always checked. She always made sure like three, four, five times, okay? And then what I said yes to, she would make like double, triple, quadruple times over. You right. know what I mean? And just stuff us full of food. You would go to bed, take your clothes off. The next day they'd be perfectly pressed, winter, winter breeze, smelling good. You'd be like, yo. This is better service than the hotel. I'm I used to be leaving. like, yo, Omari, why are you um, not coming to Brooklyn? Hell no. Hell! What? Coming to Brooklyn? Nigga, I get five-star service over here. Seven-star <laughs> service. That was a diamond, a three-diamond service he was getting up there, okay? What? <sighs> I know why that motherfucker wasn't leaving, yo. Man. Who would leave? Who would leave that? The nigga wasn't leaving. Stocked, Always stocked. Got up in the morning, went grocery shopping for the whole day, and literally spent the day in the kitchen cooking. Then you would come. He would come in. No, if he wake up in the morning, what do you want for breakfast? Let's say she made like a whole, a whole like fried four meals. Fry, like right. That boy, he would sit down at the. All he had to do was sit down at the table. They bring the biscuits, the the meat, the eggs. Three things of juice. He's like, yo, y'all got three different things of juice. Like, really? Yo, the first time I went there, every she was like, you hungry? Crazy. I was like, no, I'm not really hungry. I don't, I don't want nothing to eat. Omari was like, yo, what's the matter with you, yo? Yeah, you cannot eat at grandma's. You better get something. I was like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll have just a little bit. It, you Puerto know, Ricans don't works. really know what a little bit is. No, right? that's not even a conversation. <laughs> a little bit. Like, okay, thank you, thank you. Nah, nah. She was she was the best. Omari's family was uh was really good. I, I feel like uh, we're we're kind of dominating the show, but that's that's okay though, right? Because it is uh, Jomo Day, and so I I don't know if you know this. I, I'm not saying that you don't know this. I'm just saying I know that you know this, but I don't know if that people in listener land know this. Um, mm-hmm. Omari's the only name I got tattooed on my body. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm uh keep it that way forever and ever. Do you remember when you took me to get my tattoo? I do. <laughs> that shit was the funniest. I, oh, I don't think, well, there's, there's got to be a statute of limitations. Because I, I don't think that you were, like, you were, I think it was like 16 or something. 
I was definitely 16. Yeah, like, Getting illegal tattoos. <laughs> like, funny, like... Tell- but the funny part was, I think my mother at that point was just like, as long as you don't die, I don't give a damn anymore. Because I was getting a tattoo, whether she okayed it or not. She's like, look, just come on, can, can you take her? I think she asked me, right? I don't know how. I don't know how it happened, but I was just and, like, okay, sure. Like, yeah, let's go. But and, I was getting a tattoo. In retrospect, and, I, I think we, yeah, uh, I hope we asked her. I hope she gave us. We was doing none, it either way, right? It <laughs> wasn't even a question. I think, which was really, again, I think just the time. After my brother died, really nobody could say that to me. Like, I was going to do whatever the fuck I was going to do. And everybody was going to leave me to, like, I just, my mother really, I think she understood that it was me grieving, but I gave zero fucks about zero shit. You understand? And so there was really not much that she could say. So what I laughed about that tattoo because that was the ultimate, like, I wanted it because of him. Like, that was my, Motivation. you know what I mean? My brother. And she, you know, she knew that. And so there was going to be no stopping you. Like, either you could have somebody come with me or you just see it on my body, but it's going down. You know what I mean? Like, that was the energy. And so I don't know how you ended up taking me, but I, I tattoo I had to this day. You know, it's, it's I, I think, and this is crazy because this is really what our relationship is, right? You know, like, you can say this about certain people. Like, you know, I remember it was 1992. It was a Thursday, and I met such and such and such person. Right, mm-hmm. you can't ever say that about me. Right? <laughs> like you know, you don't remember meeting me because somehow I'm, no. I'm just always around. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the end of the day, like, uh, <laughs> who was like, there? Hey, Kenwa was there. Like this, Kenwa. Like that. Yeah. I don't have that. That's what's up, though. That's good stuff. So, so, but this is what the people want to know, Bay Air, because in, in your meat eating days, I, I don't know have. You ever tried any bacon? Any, any bacon? No bacon? Yeah, never any bacon. No bacon, no bacon, no bacon. I just couldn't let myself go that far. I don't know. It's just something about me. It's like the, the pig is too far. The beef is too far for me. I tell you, uh, hanging out with Omari, we ate everything. For, I know. Uh, uh, for, for a while. Because, you know, like I stopped eating pork at a certain point in life. But before then, because, you know, of, of, the of our diet. Right. Like when, whenever I get we get to go to Parkchester with Omari... Everything. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. Put it on my please. Put it on my plate. They're gonna put they lamb booty on the. I, I'm eating it. Just put put it on it. Just please. And so we we had a great time. Well, listen though, baby. We're gonna we're gonna actually try this. Uh, okay. This this game that we got going on here. It's uh, it's called. Uh, and we're just gonna ask you some questions here to see uh, if we gotta revoke your New York card over. All right. Oh, uh, okay. I got the first one. I you, got the first. You got the first one. All right, go go, go with the first yes. one. Bed Stuy or Park Chester? This ain't even. Mm. Go ahead. He said Bed Stuy or Park Chester. Bed Stuy. Okay. Okay, 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 all right, all right. Park Chester was lit though. Park Chester was like another. Park Chester was kind of like Queens for me. Like it wasn't really New York, but it was like a whole village of just yeah. a different but world. 
It was, but Brooklyn. Uh, mm. Listen, I don't know why you're arguing with a Queens cat. You understand? You, you're arguing. Uh, <laughs> I'm from all over. I'm you're from, from the South Side, Jamaica Queens. South Side, Jamaica Queens, stand up. But I'm still, I still represent Parkchester too. I used to uh, always be in Parkchester. No, nah, Parkchester I mean, was it. Definitely its own like little thing within a thing. And I think because they have like their own little uh community it's very close-knit like if you grew up in park everybody know you you know what i mean still to this day like this is without question you could go to park and say omari and somebody's gonna be like oh absolutely oh that's how we used to get over in park like we didn't really know people and then we were like yeah omari's our cousin oh you good you good you good money especially on the north side I was uh, <laughs> I was talking to Quincy 15, like about a month ago. Wrote. Quincy is uh, is pretty funny. But anyway, continuing on, right? You ready, Bay? Yeah, for the next part of. I'm ready. Coom cow. Or Hunan Garden. Coom cow. It's the whole hello. Yeah. Coom cow. It is. Coom cow. It is. Yeah. You know, every time their tofu is still unrivaled. That, anyway. Most of the rival, and I can't even believe Kumkai was still around. Oh, yo, me and Diddy used to. But yeah, I know you didn't <laughs> say you can't believe they're still around. Listen, listen to what I'm telling you. You remember how Kumkai used to be? Just the corner. Yes. No, 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 no. They extended into the block. Oh no, I know. They they getting yes. money over there. They made millions off of black man. People. They done now made millions. They ain't going nowhere. Kumkai ain't going so, nowhere. Millions like Ali's. What was that, Ryerson that they used to, your mom used to live with? Was that what it was? Yeah, it was Ryerson. Yeah, when I tell you the level of scheming me and Didi used to do on a regular yeah. cool cow, you would have thought cool cow had like crack coming out the kitchen. Me and Didi used to stay scheming for some cool cow. Whenever we got together, it was all about finding money around the house. <laughs> Getting money somewhere. I'd be like, yo, Didi, I got 350. What you got? Wow. It's a whole meal. Hilarious. Not anymore. All right, here we go. Moving on, baby. You listen to $12 for fry rice. IG or TikTok? Honestly, TikTok. Ooh, yeah, you're too old to be talking about some TikTok. <laughs> you got a TikTok? I don't, Hell no, I don't got no TikTok. I've never been on TikTok. Ain't shit going on on IG, but people posting a bunch of pictures about themselves. I'm good. Ooh, Do something. That, that TikTok is really a young people thing. Like my kids are on TikTok. Like my that. daughter always asks me because she goes to school and be like, my mother knows that TikTok. I stay like singing to her TikTok trends and all kinds of dumb crap. And she be like, Mom, please stop. I be like, Nope, <laughs> I'm right here. All of that. And her friends, know the TikTok trends. I be know with all of them. Okay, no, Mm-mm. TikTok this is, all. Of them. This is this is really. I'm I'm not. I'm I'm IG more than TikTok, but I'm really Snapchat, right? And I'm saying this on the podcast so y'all can hear this. Uh, Takeste Trakem. Oh God. Tashika Morris got me on the Snapchat, right? <laughs> and right now I'm trying to boost my points up. I'm trying to get oh, up to ten thousand points on Snapchat. So if you got Snapchat, follow me. I don't even know what my Snapchat name is. So I'm sorry I can't. But what? Help you. 
thousand points. No, nothing happens. Like not. <laughs> you got two followers. This shit is. <laughs> like you don't win a prize or anything. You, you just nothing happens. Uh, I'm just trying to get my but score that, up. That's still your goal. That, I got that you. is my goal. Yeah. She's she's trying to raise her score too, so it kind of kind of works out together. So we're 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 Snapchat buddies. We snap all the time. And Takese is a beast right now. Uh, she's she's working like three or four jobs. Wow, that's yeah. real. Yeah, that's real. And and she's living her best life because her kids are grown. That's better. <laughs> yeah, her youngest is twenty one. I said, wow, yeah, yeah. wow, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But enough about Takeshi Trakim. So so listen, Bayer, we didn't really talk about your transition, and this is a key point. I need to talk about this, right? Okay. So, so when you landed at Benjamin Banneker, well. Maybe not so much Benjamin Banneker, or what was the biggest transition that you had to make from going from a small school to a large institution? Was it the Benjamin Banneker, or was it when you went to Hampton? Or were you already versed by the time you got to Hampton? Um, no, I, I think I definitely think it was a transition. Like, I don't think I was even fully cognizant of what my deficiencies were. Um, Banneker, when I went, although it was a bigger school, it wasn't like a typical high school, okay. like New York public high school, although it was on paper. It was, so Banneker originally was an alternative school. Mm. Then they decided they were going to clean house and be like a regular public school. And so you had all of those District 13 OGs You had all of those District 13 OGs, uh, Mr. Leonard, um, Mr. Spradley, you know, people who were in that, um, the, what is, what was the name? Um, she was the head of 113. What was her name? She was a principal. Um, the Corbett, right? Right. I don't know any of those people, but go ahead. So these were people who were like head of District 13, right? So these are like you're basically the top black educators in that area at this time. So they wanted to kind of make Banneker into the new kind of neighborhood beacon. So they were getting rid of like the bad kids. So in my graduating class at Banneker, there was only a hundred of us. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? So it was really small classrooms. Um, I think the mats at that point in my class might've been maybe 15 kids, 15 or 18 kids, you know what I mean? So it wasn't a lot of kids in the school, although it was technically public school. But was it difficult, right? Because like we've already established, your name is Bayer. Like you couldn't, I mean, you could probably tell the students that to call you Lisa, but the, the teachers would call you something different. So Well, the other thing with Banneker is that there were a lot of people who, although they weren't kind of, Osara set people they were affiliated so like they knew our parents they knew kind okay. of who we were outside of the school which was why us being there when they were transitioning was perfect for them because we weren't kind of just we, we fit the mold I think of what their objective was gotcha. if that so it was an easy transition for you smooth yeah it was pretty quiet 
you know, I, you know, you go through your typical high school stuff. I got in trouble very seldomly, but it was more because of the outside, you know what I mean? Like it, it wouldn't have happened if I stayed in the Sarah Center or small school. Let's just say that. Like, um, so I remember one time I got in trouble and this is after my brother died. My mother comes home from a parent teacher's meeting and she's mad. And I'm like, I don't know why she's mad. But mind you, generally, my mother never went to a parent teacher's meeting. Like she would go, well, no, that's not true. That was the only time that she really went up to the school was like for parent teacher's meetings. So she goes to this one parent teacher's meeting. I'm not thinking anything of it. And she comes home and like she comes in hot, like swinging. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I don't know what the hell is going on. Apparently, we were being surveilled by cops. Right. Because the boys that we were in school with and hanging out with were selling drugs and a part of a gang and were doing shit when we were hanging out with them that we didn't know anything about. But the dean of the school, who was the most caring, loving, like to this day, I think he was probably the best thing to happen to District 13. Mr. Leonard, shout out to Mr. Leonard, although I'm sure he'll never hear this, but whatever. Um, they had been kind of surveilling us. He was the dean of students at the time. They had been surveilling us with the cops. Not us, but the boys. And so my mother goes to the PTA meeting and he has pictures of me in the park, hanging out, playing ball with these boys who, you know, according to them, were selling drugs and in a gang and all this other shit. Oh, wow. So, you know, my mother had just lost my brother, so she was coming in hot. She was not having it. She was so pissed. So, you know, there was stuff like that. You know what I mean? I was naive to it. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I had no clue. That, I Like, I knew that they were a part of a gang. You know what I mean? But they never blatantly did stuff around us you know what i mean right so when what, we would hang out what park was that park. what park what park would you guys hang out in that park right up from um where y'all used to always play ball right up next to rising right next to pratt at emerson yeah you used to go to emerson yeah. yeah you know i found that interesting that you guys didn't go to uh washington park and it's like literally right around the corner from the school right like all you had to do was like leave out the school and turn around and go right to that park i don't but, know why we never went to that park Nah, but Emerson is the shit though. But listen though. So, we so, go to Emerson. so let me ask you about Hampton though. Okay. Right? Why yeah. Hampton? Like what made you decide it on was, Hampton? Honestly? Mm -hmm. So my best friend at the time, Kadira, she had applied. And so at that point, Kadira and I had gone from Asara set together to Hampton, I mean, to Banneker together. And as far as I was concerned, we were going to go to college together. So she applied, I applied. Um, it was far away. I was getting out of New York and away from my mother. That was really the biggest objective. I'm not going to lie. <sighs> um, and so when they accepted me, my readings were good. I had a scholarship from the, um, I have a dream or whatever. So my mother was like, all right, you go. And I was like, bet. It was like there in like some school of state. And I was like, I'm not going into the cold with these white folks. I'm I'm out. So I went to Hampton. Now let me ask. This is what everybody really wants to know, because we had uh, Sefu Kem Heru on the show, and he said that mm -hmm. when he was at Howard, all he did was party. Did did you? Okay. Did you party? 
Tell the truth. I had a good time. See you, baby. I had a good time of hand. I wouldn't change it for shit. I had a good time of hand. <laughs> I mean, I did it wrong. And this was like, and it was funny because when I went to Hampton, like a number of years later, I was talking to Donna and she was like, you know, that's, you know, your brother wanted you to go there. I said, oh, wow. huh? So apparently my brother wanted me to go to an HBCU. Him and Quincy were like plotting on where I was going to go. But that was the vision, supposedly. That's what's up. I so see, when I went. I see Quincy's son is going to college now. Yeah, he's playing ball now. <laughs> it's crazy. Is, this is crazy. <laughs> so I went to Hampton. Yeah, I enjoyed Hampton. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't change it for anything. I enjoyed it. It was, it was what I needed. It made sense. No, that's dope. So, so did you guys really? Is this really a thing? <laughs> because uh, your sisters went to uh, Howard. Yes, they did. So, is it is Rivals. this is this really a thing with the real HU, or is that just some made up Absolutely. shit? Absolutely, yeah, no, it's it. a big rivalry. That's a real thing. Yeah, it's a thing. <sighs> we can't we all just get along? Here's the funny part: it's not just my sisters. My cousin Akila, she also went to Howard. Howard. Oh undergrad and Howard Dental, I mean, excuse me, Howard Medical and became a surgeon from Howard. Oh, wow. So so just let the people know, whose daughter is that? So that's my Aunt Ellen's daughter, my cousin Akila. There you go. So, So you where know, does she live, uh, Akila? She's in Jersey. Nice. So y'all see each other often? Yeah, we see each other. Not as, especially since COVID, like everybody's kind of been... I'm listening to you. Everybody's been... Be become like these permanent hermits in their own little pods but yeah she's not far does she have kids i, I don't know did she no she she's not a um, mom yet she's so. not a mom yet but um i know <laughs> that um speaking of moms and your cousin this is this is <laughs> somehow i gotta make it about me um uh <laughs> this was and if you ask my mother she'll tell you this exact same story okay she will tell you it's, a, it's kind of embarrassing when she tells it, but I'm going to tell it now. She will tell you that the first person I ever had a crush on <laughs> was who? I already know what you're going to say. Who I'm going to say? Manja. No. You bet this is, this is, yes, this is going to be hilarious. Okay. Lisa McCoy. Oh, Lisa McCoy? <laughs> She'll okay, tell you so I love me some Lisa thing, McCoy. Right? Back in the day... And not to say that my cousin is beautiful now, I can see how you feel that way. No, but we're, uh, and I'm talking about like when we were at living at third. No, 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 no. McCoy, hell, no, no, no. even 20, 20 something Lisa McCoy. No, 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 no. First of all, no, no, no. We're, I'm talking, I think Lisa's like four years older than me, I think. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking about 13 year old Lisa. You understand? I, I can understand that. I can see that. <laughs> Uh, see, my mother always tells it to the wrong time, but that yeah, that was definitely. I can definitely... <laughs> First of all, my cousin had this like she always used to have like red coupe car, like that was her thing. Mm. And so, you know, after my brother died, it was very interesting to watch people because I think again, people knew how my family knew how close we were, so they was like, "Oh my gosh, but he's gonna have seven kids, and like this is gonna be real bad." So my cousin like tried to let me drive her car oh, wow. and she tried did but i like could not drive she almost had a heart attack 
I didn't, I, it was so bad. I feel so bad, but I love my cousin. She tried. She you tried know, to help me at that time. Lisa McCoy is is really so. Lisa McCoy is blood related to to Omari Garcia, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in that that's sense, that's your mother's sister's oldest daughter, right? Yes. So she's actually she's the first. She's the first. I want to say she's the. I would think I would believe she's the first. Yeah, she's of of, of my grandmothers of my of my mother's siblings. Mm-hmm. Lisa is the first. I, uh, yeah, I would I would imagine so. And mm-hmm. she's also she. So this is just uh, for the people out there listening. To land Lisa McCoy actually went to high school with um, Allie Me Ballard, just to let kind of yeah. bring it off together. And so they're they're, they're the Bronx people. You know what was uh, interesting about your mom? This was crazy. Like, if we would see her someplace, she'd, she'll have like a regular conversation like we're having now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and everything and everything. And then she'd get around like her sisters and her brothers. And, oh, it's a whole nother. And, and be like, yo, is she, they even speaking English over there? Like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> they, she would they get was, to they it. They was like the first, and uh, Uncle Derek, they was like the first real jamaicans that we knew like real jamaicans like hard working real jamaicans yeah <laughs> yo who derek was a was a hard working somebody too yes he's definitely one of those all i remember is that he always had a van you always had a van he always <laughs> Always had a van. He always had a van. There was never no seats in the back. Oh, shoot. He always had a van. Always had tools. Yo, that's hilarious. With real Jamaican names. Derek and Maxine. (laughs) Yes. All of them had Jamaican names. Very Jamaican names. But it's funny because I was just saying to somebody the other day, like, as foreign as they were, because they did, you know, my mother came here when she was in high school. I have to give it up to my grandmother because Louisa did the damn thing. You understand me? They are. She brought all her kids over here. I'm, I'm hearing. Here. I'm hearing some of that. Uh, you already come out in you. A little out here. Okay. She brought all, all of the pick me She brought all of her pick me them and brought them to the U.S. Brought a two family house, raised all. You know what I mean? Everybody had house. Everybody had what they needed. Like she, I, I. You know, look as an adult looking at what she was able to accomplish. I do. I give it up to my grandmother. She, that woman was about her coin and her kids. No, that's what she I might was... not have been perfect as in, in her execution, but she made it hell. Omari had a car when he graduated because of her. Oh wow! You know what I mean? This is a like my my grandmother literally immigrated here and was buying her grand, you know, giving her grandkids cars. She moved to Florida, bought her house in Florida. She was good. Yo, when Omari had the car, I didn't know how to drive at the time, so he never let me drive it, right? But that nigga used to come pick me up everywhere. It, uh, yeah. You over there? Okay, I'll be right over there. Okay, cool. I'm going to wait right here until you get here, bro. How about that? I mean, I, I don't know about... I know for my generation, being a 17-year-old recent graduate, having a car given to you was not a norm. You yeah. know what I mean? No, it wasn't. That you wasn't even thinking about cars. graduate high school and have a car this is this is real talk i probably at at 17 i I probably had only been riding the trains by myself for a few years (laughs) 
My mom didn't let me do nothing. No, I didn't. Really? You know, it's funny you say that because I'm like, yo, when I turned 13, that was like the big only thing that I wanted was to be able to get on the train. Oh, wow. And now my daughter's turning 13 and she don't, she used to be like, yo, mom, come get me. You don't want to get on the train? Hells no. Get on the train. Nah, they don't even understand that. Yeah, you you better stop playing with that little girl. But she don't disrespect her like that. Come and get her. We still going to take the train. She just want me to come and get her. I'm like, why don't you go by yourself? Yeah, these kids are just spoiled. Oh, I thought she was you was driving. You... <laughs> no, uh, it's not that even the driving. She still make me come and pick her up. I'm like, I love you too, kid. But what? Like, why I gotta come? Listen, that reminds me of your brother. This is what your brother did one time, right? This nigga is crazy. This nigga was in Jamaica, right? <laughs> and he called my house collect. Firstly. Oh, my God. Right? And my mother accepted. I was like, oh, shit. All right, cool. He was like, yo, I'm coming back from Jamaica on such and such and such day. Come pick me up at the airport. I was like, but you know I got to take the train out there. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just come out here and pick me up. I was like, oh, shit. So (laughs) I go out there and pick him up, and we get on the train together. Like, why, bro? Like, I don't get it. I could have just met you in the Bronx, bro. He was like, no, nah, no, nah, you had to come. And I was like, all right, whatever, bro. You right, you right, you right. That guy, he's hilarious. But I was watching this show the other day, right? Because you made a good point about uh, your grandmother, uh, Miss Louisa, right? Mm-hmm. How she came over here and she did her thing. She was, did her thing. Like, immigrants, I, I think, have, like, a, an advantage because, like, it doesn't matter how what age they come to America, right? They're coming to America to build like a better life for themselves, right? And mm-hmm. so they're gonna put in whatever work, they're gonna get whatever job. And and so this, what I was thinking last night, like it's not too late for us. Like, you know what I'm saying? We still got time to, to kind of put it together. If like mm-hmm. Im- immigrants, they, they come at our age now, right? Like 45, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And they're coming over to America and then they're building lives for themselves. So I, I was kind of inspired by that uh, last night watching that show. Well, my grandma came and like most West Indian women, she was in nursing, right? Mm-hmm. And so ev- honestly, the only person who deviated from the plan was my mother because everybody, all both my aunts were in nursing in some way, shape, form, or size. My cousin Lisa, nursing. And, you know, like that's the way, you know, West Indian women in nursing from back in the day was always a thing. Wow, that's, that's, and so, that's deep. She was in nursing. My aunt Dawn was in nursing. My cousin Lisa was in nursing. My auntie Janet's nursing. You understand? And my uncle had a trade. My mother was the only one who didn't go in. <laughs> she said, "She said, forget that. I want to dance, nigga." <laughs> he decided she was gonna do. Yeah, but you know, they they, nah, they did, did her thing. She did her thing though. Like if you think about it, because your mom, and I don't know, but I thought she had like some land still, like uh in uh. You know, in Oklahoma and stuff. So, she does. Know. But my aunt, so my aunt Janet, which is my mother's, I think she's the oldest out of all of them. She had a old folk home in Hawaii. Did really well. My aunt Dawn worked in New York or whatever, nursing. My So my grandmother bought a house in the Bronx. That's what, the property that we all kind of knew to be grandma's house originally. And then when my grandmother moved to Florida, my aunt took the house over, right? Two family house. So your aunt who? 
Dawn? Excuse me. It was a three-family house. Huh? My Aunt Dawn. Took over, okay. She took over that house. It was a three-family house. You know what I mean? My grandmother had it. Passed it over to her. She stayed in the house, raised her kids in the house. Like, until she retired and left, they had... My grandmother came, right? She brought a three-family. So had one... She lived in one, rent out the other. You know what I mean? Like, she, she was on the... TikTok shit from back this whole real estate that she was on it from back in the day. She's like, nah, man, I'm paying no rent. Fuck you. <laughs> and she had her one, you know what I mean? And rented out the others. But I pay no rent. I, yeah. I heard you say that you're so stupid. So listen though, but listen though. Let's give the people a kind of picture of this because some of the people know your cousins, right? So my cousin? Yeah. Which cousin? I'm, I'm I'll show you. So uh Aunt Janice kids are Amina and Aramis, yes? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. On Dawn's kids are Lisa, Kia, and Tabari. Yes. Yes. All right. Cool. Cool. So, uh, Amina, didn't Amina have a kid? I thought Amina has a kid too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Aramis was married, right? Yes. He has children also. Aramis. I believe is, Aramis is a little younger than us. Uh, and yeah. I, when I say us, I mean. Anytime I'm talking to you and I say us, I mean me no more, right? Yeah, yeah. He's younger, but he's older than Amina. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought Amina was older. That's interesting. That's no. interesting. Aramis is older. Aramis is older. I remember when Aramis was first coming to America. That's mm-hmm. all Omari could talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, Aramis is coming to America, bro. I was like, all right. And we never saw the nigga. <laughs> like, he didn't hang out in the hood with us or nothing. He didn't want to do nothing that we wanted to do. Was like, I, I mean, he grew up on an island in yeah. Hawaii. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was like, it's a right. totally different, totally different vibe. You know what I loved about your brother is, if he didn't like you, he didn't like you, right? And it was there was no yeah, there was no way there was no pretending it. or nothing, right? Mm-hmm. But if he loved you, yeah, he loved you, right? And you know, yeah, it's, he, was, he was our guardian. He was like. Forever, like, he was our guard. I, could call, I mean, like I could call him for anything inside of Sarasset, outside, like Hofstra. He was our guardian. I remember me and my brother and some of my friends. We went out to uh, Jones Beach for the black. Uh, it was like Greek fest. <laughs> Greek fest. I'm sorry, I just have a freak neck. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Greek he, fest, ran, yeah. he ran up on. We was out there doing some wild shit. Mm-hmm. And he just ran up on us and was like, stop that shit. Y'all niggas mm-hmm. gonna be doing what y'all doing. Get out of here. Like he was our guardian. Like he would just kind of like pop in Parkchester. He was our guardian. Like everywhere he was like LL Cool J to us. <laughs> <laughs> no, he really he, he, was, he, was he really guardian. thought he was LL Cool J. Like really. No, he did, good. but he was he was really our guardian <laughs> all over. Now listen, this I'm gonna tell y'all this, because we family. I'm gonna tell y'all this, right? All right. Before before you tell us, sir, can I tell you? We he and I had a whole conversation about why I cannot go to Greek Fest because I so wanted to go. But you couldn't like again when I tell you quintessential little sister shit. Like I just wanted to be up under him all the time. I was like, why I can't go is to be. I see everybody go. You go all the time every year. Why I can't go? He's like, you cannot 
come. I had a whole breakdown. I want to go. You don't ever take me nowhere. You don't ever come see me, though. It was the worst. Okay? And you know what's even worse about all of that? It wasn't even true. Like, none of that stuff was true. Like, he always took you places. No. Right? He always brought you stuff. No, he always came and got me. Exactly. He exactly. always looked out for me. He, he was just, always made sure I was good. He was just having a temper tantrum. Oh, absolutely. Because I wanted to be all up underneath him and in his face. And if he was going to tell me no, he was going to have to work for that no. Because I was not going to let it go easily. Yeah, but he wasn't even listening to you. Right? So. No. This is. But now that I'm grown and I know what the hell it was, I'm like, you absolute nincompoop, shut up and sit down. There's no way he was thanking you to that. But you don't know what you don't know. Until, until I mean, you know, absolutely. Right? All right, so it was a time in our lives. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when I'm saying our, I'm now including uh, Deruba in this whole thing. I'm telling on Deruba too, right? No, gosh. It was a time when we stood on the corner and did what people that stand on the corner do. Did that make sense? Mm-hmm. Do you remember when he got hit in the um, phone booth with the hammer? With the hammer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. So we just doing what we do. And then what happens to people that do what they do while standing on the corner is eventually they have interaction with police. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I had some interaction with the police. And in order to get out of that, whatever happened, right, it's, it's, it's a bail. So it, it's, you know, it's a bail and you need to raise money for your bond, right? Mm-hmm. My aunt went and rang Omari's bell. Mm-hmm. And was like, yo, bro, I need some, uh, I need some bail money. Mm-hmm. And the nigga reached in his pouch and came out with like two or three hundred dollars, bro. You said who? He reached in his pouch and came out Say with it like, again? He reached in his pouch and came out with like two or three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. For my bail. Had nothing to do with how I got gaffled or anything, but the point that I'm making is that he always looked out for me. Without question. Yeah. I mean, I when um you know, school would come around and I wanted new sneakers and my mother couldn't afford it or my mother had a budget that she couldn't go over, you know, because you were a single mom with me and my two sisters. He would always make sure I had what I needed, you know? He would, at the time, a number of times, like Auntie Lydia like was working part-time jobs in like sneaker stores, I guess, you know, hiring the old lady was more reliable back in the day than hiring the youngins. And so he was like, yo, just go up. You get the discount. I'll send you the rest of them. I don't know where the hell he was getting the money from. I don't know. But he always made sure I was good. Always made sure I had what I needed. No, you know where he was getting the money from? I can tell you. I'll tell you. I I, I don't need to know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't want you to think anything outside of this. This was was crazy, right? So I already, Omari started gambling. Right at, at one time, yo, the nigga was good at it too. Like he would be like, "Yo, I'm about to pick this winner," and he was like picking winners like every week, and he was just banging them in the head like bong, 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 bong. And that's. I mean, I remember when he was driving the cab. He was driving the cab. Yep. He yo, and this cab. is how 
again, this is how much of like an OD little sis I was. I used to want to just sit in the car with him and like drive cab with him. Like, that's fine. I'll just go with you and drive cab. He's like, yo, you cannot go, Mitch. I'm like, but why not? I'll just sit right here in the passenger seat. You pick the people up in the back. He's like, yo, get out. <laughs> go, go in the house, man. I was like, but I just, I just want to be with you. I just wanted to be up on the, in everything that he did. Everything. You could not get me out. There was nothing that he could do or be or a place that he could be that I didn't want to be. And it was funny because I used to tell people, like, I knew I was a girl, but I didn't know I was a girl. Mm. Like, that feminine thing because I wanted to be just like my brother. <laughs> That's what's up. So I would, like, and Donna, like, when Donna first came in his life or whatever, and she would, you know, visit and get to know me, she was like... You are just like him. Like your whole, like you are literally Omari to go now. And again, at that point, I didn't see it. You know, it took a while for me to kind of understand what she was saying. But as I got older and then especially like after he died, I realized I had all of his mannerisms, every like his, how he thought, how he handled my you know us as siblings that whole like protecting and caring for your siblings and looking out for you know what I mean like that was all him and I didn't realize that that's where it came from for me until 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 then you know what is crazy is uh I don't even know if you remember this and this is gonna I, I I tried not to make it about Omari but it was hard right so when it happened and I could see it like it happened yesterday. And not the thing, because I wasn't there, but how mm-hmm. I got the news about what happened, right? I could, mm-hmm. I could see that like it's yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so when I got the news, that entire week, right? Because it took like a week for the body to come back and everything to happen. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't cry not one time, Right. I just stayed busy. I was on the move. I was hooping over here. I was going over here, doing something, just whatever. Just go pick this up, da da da, whatever. And so I was just moving. So I didn't even think about it, right? And then uh, we got to the to the services. And then you know, whoever spoke spoke. And then Atef Safu started singing, at the end, right? And then it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, now you could come up, and see the body. And it's crazy, I don't do this anymore, but I went up and I looked at the body. And I, I saw him and it was like the finality of the situation. It was mm-hmm. real. And then I turned and I looked at you, Bayer, right? And like, I just felt I just felt so, so hurt, and I, I just broke down. And it's crazy. Uh, I ain't been right since. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's not even funny, but it's funny. Like, I can't even be happy. You understand? Like, if I'm extremely happy, mm. I'm also extremely sad. Mm. Instantly. I mean, it's I. I'm killing the y'all, Like, y'all were although you weren't 
blood related you grew up together you know what I mean yeah, like so, so cool. you know I always you know after having that experience I always say you know losing somebody especially because I've I've lost two very um significant people males in my life in different ways you know my father the past of my father was a long drawn out not long but it wasn't instantaneous you know what I mean it took some time we knew he wasn't well and so that kind of um there were a number of different iterations of that you know what I mean in preparation now granted I'm still a child but you know I remember bits and pieces versus not only being older and my brother it being so instantaneous you don't have any time to prepare for what that's going to be you don't have any you know what I mean you don't have the the capacity to prepare yourself for the fact that you're going to lose somebody so pivotal and important in your life so to not be okay is to be expected you know what I mean so I, I know for me again and this has a lot to do with you know, just being his sister and wanting to always make sure that, especially given how we were raised, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I still get readings done. I wouldn't call myself an Osarian, but I still follow a more non-traditional spiritual path. And so, you know, there's without a shadow of a, no doubt in my mind, that my brother is around, that my father is around. You know what I mean? That they are watching, that they are guiding me. And so having lived the life that I've had, experience and loss, and having them on, quote unquote, the other side guiding me, I know it's hard to say, but if you do have that faith that that's really what you believe, then you know that they're seeing everything that you're doing. They're seeing those highs and they're seeing those lows. And the last thing I know Omari would want is for you to not be your greatest self. You know, my brother was a fly nigga. You know what I mean? He was about having his shit right, having his shit together, doing, you know, making his move, doing what he's doing. You know what I mean? So he would want those people around. He would want you, he would want me. He would want the people that he cared about to be on their shit. You know what I mean? And so I think if you can, if you, it's hard to get over grief, but I try to remember that, you know what I mean? I try to remember that and and know that he is watching me. And if I truly believe that he is watching me, then then after I drop them tears and after I, you know, bail and cry and do whatever it is that I want to do, I got to wipe my shit and I got to get up and I got to stand tall because if he was here, that's exactly what the fuck he would tell me to do. And he would punch me in my mouth if I did anything otherwise. If I allowed to be defeated, if I allowed other people to be, you know what I mean? To, to, to come at me a certain way, you know, even guys that I date now, 40 years later, which is why I'm probably not married. You know what I mean? I'll tell them like, look, I've had the love of a man before. You know what I mean? If you're not going to come and you're not going to be what my standard is or better, you got to go because I will never disrespect my brother's legacy. I would never allow you know what I mean? Anybody to treat me any kind of way. Because if he was here and he saw that, niggas would have been dead long time ago. Absolutely. You understand me? 
but also think about like you know he he always you know brought us together even though like he you know kind of left our group crew like early on he was kind of like out you know out of Osiris set early but he always came back for us you know what I mean he always you know even when you know we were, people was at Hofstra he was still looking out for us at Hofstra when we used to go hang out there but also he's still looking out for us because out of all of that right created the Jomo Foundation right and out of the Jomo Foundation created first generation. Mm-hmm. So all of that came out of, you know, a little bit of him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So say that to say, like, he's still around us. He's still a part of us. We rep him through first generation. We rep him through Jomo Foundation. And, you know, his legacy is going to live on. And Kimwa keeps him alive to the 100%, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kimwa brought me on to the Jomo Foundation and we started that and then we started First Generation. You know what I mean? So that he's always gonna be a part of us. You know, he was one of the first people that we all experienced. Like you experienced it firsthand, but he was one of the first people that we all experienced that that loss at a young age, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we always ask people on our show, you know, the way that you were raised, would you ever change the way that you were raised? Yeah, there's aspects of it I would change. Of course, aspects. But yeah. overall, generally, overall. Like, like, so, which, what, like, what would you, like, you know, what would you change, like? We all got some regrets, but um, is that what you're saying? I think the lack of preparation for the real world was not oh, real. <laughs> you was in a bubble. Right. So that would definitely be one. Um, I think, and I think that's the biggest because there are so many different aspects to just that general concept when you talk economically, you know what I mean? The things that parents and people gave up for this idea and you know its effect that it had on future generations for example my mother and father should have never fucking left the Bronx in the house that they had the Bronx you know how much money they sold that fucking plot of land for in the Bronx probably ten thousand dollars at the time no no millions oh yeah is yeah now yeah definitely easily I thought you no said back the- in the day oh wow you know what I mean like I would say like before I went to like going in, like maybe coming out of college, they sold that for millions. You understand me? You know, so those sacrifices that were made just weren't really the right sacrifice for people who had children. You know what I mean? You have children, you have, my mother at the time, I'm sure she didn't know what was gonna happen when my father happened, but that would have been a huge plus for her to not have to move from here to here to here to here to here there and struggle you know, and to be able to at least keep me and my brother together. You know what I mean? Because at least we would have both been in the Bronx. Even if he went to, like, live with Uncle Louie, we would have still been a lot closer than what we were in Brooklyn, and it wouldn't have been as much a strain on any of us. You know what I mean? You know, it's crazy because I don't think that 
at the time, they even were thinking about the ramifications that were going to come, right? Right. Right. Like, but that's my point, right? Like because the they're, they're thinking of this utopian <laughs> bubble at the moment. You know what I mean? The community, da, 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 whatever. But it's like, mm, I mean, that's great. But you can get on the train and go to the, you know what I mean? You get a car and drive down. You don't need to give up all of this and not think about the future of your children and what they need and how this is going to affect, you know, yeah. 10, 20, 30 years down the line, you know? Back then, but, the Bronx was a war zone. So they, they were probably thinking, let me get out of here. Yeah, but at the same time, they were still going to be in it because they still had friends and family. They were still going up there. You know what I mean? My aunt still lived in the Bronx. My brother still lived in the Bronx. So they wasn't going to be totally gotten away from, you know? But I feel at like it could have been like rental properties. Like, and, and yeah, I don't you think that, rented it out. that they, they were in the headspace to, to, to even think about anything like that. Like, yeah, because of their focus was mostly spirituality. And, 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 right. and that's really my issue with religion, right? Like, Agreed. if we lived in a place where it was just land everywhere, and you didn't have to live in a building, you could just live off the land, right? It'd be different. But we live in a society mm-hmm. where everything is fueled by money, right? Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, that should be the driving force. I don't know, but maybe not so much a religious driving force, right? Because of the society in which we live in. That's just my opinion. So, I don't so know. stuff like that. I mean, the diet, you know, as you get older, you get to appreciate that. The spiritual side, as you get older, you get to appreciate that. So those aren't really big uh, negative. I don't and they, those- they, they, they lost it on the economic development part. Right. Right. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. No, no, no. That's all the way here and all the way there. Because <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, but, I mean, I'm, I'm saying... Well, we said with their, their mistakes, we, right? We weren't a part of that. Right. You know what I mean? So, we we uh-huh. had no say-so in that. You know what I mean? So the right. only thing that right. we can we know, do now we is... We know uh, it's a fact of the matter, but there's nothing we could do to have, could have changed that. All we got to do is push forward now because, you know, our, our kids are coming. They're, they're coming. No, they're here. They ain't they, coming. They're here. <laughs> this is going to be crazy. This is... Uh, Right here, yeah, I better, and I, I don't. Y'all better get ready. Well, listen, though, Bea, Bea, we could uh probably go on for another four days, as mm-hmm. a movie, right? And yep. this is what uh, we're gonna get out of. We're gonna kind of bring this to a close. But I, I want everybody out there in listening to the land to really uh, get a grasp of. Our relationship mm-hmm. right because i just want to let everybody know that bayer is the first little sister <laughs> uh, and we grew up together so like when i the next time i see bayer whenever that is mm-hmm. next year at the first generation reunion picnic okay uh it's gonna be nothing but love in my imagination. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, I'm going to get a big hug from Bayer because, like, at this, you know, we've we always been family, but we family. You, you stuck with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I've, I've definitely come to that conclusion a long time ago. 
Like, uh, I'll be. And I'm grateful for it. No, you know, I, I know you. I don't, I have my ways about me, but you know, you always around his birthday, make sure you check in and on my birthday check in. And I do, I appreciate that because like I said, he and I were very close and him not being here has always been very difficult, but, and, and there is no replacing him, but you, you know, being there and you kind of showing that love has really meant a lot to me. And I know I don't always say it. I don't always reach out. I have my own stuff. Oh, but, oh. You, know, you know that I do. It means the world to me. You know what I mean? It really, really does. No, without question, it's, it's the same for me, Bea. You know how we do. <sighs> you know. Anyway, listen. So this first generation uh, thing that Ken Mess is putting together uh, <laughs> is going to be, really? what, what is it going to be? Is really? it going to be next year? It's going to be 2023. Be no tw- questions asked. Even if we own the goddamn oops. Listen, listen, though. This Franklin is really, Avenue. We don't is, have something. This is really what we should do. Gentrified Franklin Avenue. No, this is oh, really what, we should really all get together because our kids are graduating. Oh should, my uh, gosh! We should, we should I do can't. something together, and we should. Uh, High a, school. Uh, we got to do something. We got it's long, 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 long overdue. No, it is. It is overdue. It is. It's time for that energy. It's time. Because, uh, you it's know how it is. Time. Once we get together, it's like uh, we never left. But Bayer, yeah. because yes, I want to thank you for uh, spending some of your Thursday evening with us. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's been a and pleasure. Promise to come to our event. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna get you out. We got to get you out to the next thing, just so we can get together. But we'll figure something out. Um, but before we let you go, is there anything you want to say to the people? You got anything going on? How to? People could support you or anything. You want to say anything? No, you know, just here chilling. And those who know me know how to find me. And those who don't, it's all good. It's all good. Well, listen, folks, this we're back at it. And uh, hopefully uh, Mariah will be back with us next week as we uh, proceed to get back to doing what we do, having some great conversations with uh, some great guests some awesome people out there that you didn't know that you knew. And it's funny. People always say, I don't want to come on the show because I don't have anything to talk about. Two hours later, right? Two hours later. Two hours later. But anyway, I digress. Thank you again, Bayer. You know I love you. Love you too. Uh, everybody out yes. there listening, man. Hold on, hold on. We got to shout out the show. got to shout Go out the show. the show on all platforms. All platforms. Spotify. Spotify. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, SoundCloud. First Generation Facebook group. And, you know, tell a friend, tell a friend, support. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Support yourself. It ain't even supporting us because we don't do this for us. We don't do this for us. We definitely don't do it. We talk on the phone whenever we want to. (laughs) You know, we do this so that we have memoirs. These are our memoirs. These are for our kids to listen to later on. These are for our parents to listen to. This is for everybody in the family to hear from our loved ones. Like, we have a special, special that's relationship right. with everybody. And any, that we any young people with. out there that might be going through something, this is for you. This is so we can kind of 
you know, share our story so we can get to know who you are. You get to know who we are. This is our therapy. <laughs> this is our therapy. We ain't going nowhere. Absolutely. We got 40 more joints. 40, 40 more joints. Think about that. We got 40 more joints. Let's let's make it let's make it a memorable let's, next 40. Man, let's make it a, let's let's do it. So fast, I'll see you on the other side, brother. Absolutely, absolutely. Don't cross out. No, safe it up. Nope. Safe cross it up. over. Safe it up. But don't, don't sell out. Meditate and, and let it marinate. That's let right. Marinate. Peace. Peace. Peace.